0: Thank you for listening to Fearless LA. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Christy Johnson. Um, We're gonna just unpack the scripture first to open up and it's in Ephesians 5, 19 through 32. I love Paul. Paul was... um, He was a good preacher, but I don't know. I mean, when you actually read about it, you kind of go, oh, man, he's kind of a boring preacher. I I don't know if you've read that story of Eutychus where he was on the third window. And it says that Paul just kept preaching. He went on and on and on and on. And Eutychus got so tired and he was so bored. He fell off of the window and actually died. You kind of have to be a pretty bad preacher for somebody to fall out of a window and die. So he... He necessarily wasn't a good preacher, but Paul was an incredible writer. He was the most intellectual man in the world. One of the most wise men in the word of God talks about Paul. And maybe he couldn't take a mic and preach, but he could write some of the greatest and most profound and revelatory letters to the church. When he was put in prison, they thought they were locking up the power because he couldn't preach any longer but he asked for a pen and paper and we got the pen and paper he started writing letters to the church and he started building the church through these letters and some of the most powerful things that we read today come from the writings of paul paul was powerful he was powerful and so he wrote this this passage of scripture and and you i want you to notice how he abruptly shifts back and forth to different subjects and you're like is he schizophrenic no he's not but we're gonna kind of try to talk about this if i don't have time i'll bring it to light next week in part two ephesians 5 19 through 32 everyone got it say amen singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to god for the father in the name of the lord jesus christ and then he moves wait Isn't it praise? And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Well... You know, everything, I was like, can I find other translations where it just says some things? Like, let's look in the, this weird translation. It just, I know it's just some things. No, all of the translations, ladies, says everything. I have to just break it to you right now. For husbands, this means love your wives. Just as Christ, this is for you dudes. Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds, and there's another one uh, uh, version that says nourish, and cares, another word is cherish, cherishes it. For just as Christ cares and cherishes his church. And we are the members of his body. Now listen to this. As the scriptures say, so it's talking about marriage. As a man leaves his father and mother, this is joined to his wife, two are united in one. Boom, he shifts again. He goes, but this is a great mystery. Turn your neighbor and say, this is a great mystery. But it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are. Say that again. One. The title of my message today is This is a Great Mystery. Are you ready, church? Can we lift up our hands? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for this time. I pray you'd open our ears to understand our hearts, God, to receive everything you have for us today. In Jesus' name, and everyone shout, amen. Amen. So I just need to kind of unpack this for you because it starts with worship, and then it just kind of moves into marriage. So I wanted to talk a little bit about marriage, if that's okay. Is there anyone married in this room? Oh, good. That is a good sign. Y'all are happily married. There's not anyone unhappily married. There's booze. We want to be happy. Is there anybody uh, th- that's not married? Single? <laughs> wow, there's a lot of marrieds, actually. Y'all are, y'all are half and half. Men, I, I've found that you need to learn something. You never need to make fun of your wife's choices because you are one of them. This is my time guys, sorry. I have one more. So I was in another country and I'm not funny so I'm gonna just do a joke. Um, and I was in another country and I, I saw that there was a sign and it said it was the international sign of marriage. And I thought, man, is it really an international sign? It's symbol for marriage and this is what it is. Happy wife, happy life, right? Amen, amen, amen. Happy wife, happy life. Give her the card. It's good. We are good. So we're gonna talk about this thing. You can pull that down, it's very distracting. And I'm gonna go through the scripture. So we're gonna go back to Ephesians 5, 28 through 29. In the same way husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Hopefully you love your own bodies, men, if you don't start loving them. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds or nourish... And cares, in another version, says cherishes it. For just as Christ cherishes or cares for the church. So men, when you get married, this is what you need to be to your wife. Men that are married, all the husbands. This is what you need to do with your wife. Nourish and cherish. So I'm going to help you with this. What is nourish? To provide. Take notes, men. Come on. I need to see notes. Provide. Support. Encourage, feed, do what is necessary for life and growth. To cherish is to protect and care for lovingly. Men, you have an incredible ability to help actually bring healing to your wife, right? I mean, only you can't depend on your husbands for that. Only God can bring wholeness. We know that. Only God can bring healing. But you can actually, you have an ability with your nurturing and you cherishing your wife to help her heal through things. And actually, too, guys, can I just talk to you? The more spiritual you are and the more you spiritually lead your home and you spiritually lead in your marriage, it will actually help your marriage out a little bit. Can I just talk practically? It actually will bring you closer. It actually make you be more in love than you were before if you begin to spiritually lead your home. It will actually give you some more passion and intimacy in your marriage. Come on, somebody. Amen, some husband. (laughs) Girls, ladies, if you're dating a guy right now that is not spiritually leading you, what makes you think that he will spiritually lead you when you get married? You have no business to be with him. He needs to go first. Guys that are spiritual leader go first. They go first in worship. They're first to lift their hands. They're first to come up to the altar. They're first to lead out in prayer. They're first to serve in the body of Christ. They're first to pray. They're first to seek after God. These are the kind of men you want. Oh, come on, I'm preaching better than you are shouting. These are the kind of men you want. So if you don't have that, say, come on, I'm kicking him to the road. Seriously. Until he becomes that. You don't need to make him. God's going to do that. Not you. Preach. 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 I'll preach. <laughs> Ephesians 5.31. As scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. Two are united into one. Every, everyone say One. He leaves and connect, disconnects from his wife and mother, and the two become one. Now, a lot of us are having marriage difficulties right now because we're joined to too many people. So because we haven't really, we're not leaving and cleaving from, we've got, we've brought into our marriage connections with other people. We brought in experiences with other people. We brought in pictures with other people. We brought in soul ties with other people. And now you're wondering why you're having disorder in your marriage. It says, I want you to leave to catch the spirit of it. Not just leave physically your mom and dad, but I don't want you to bring in five other women in your mind when you're getting married, men. I don't want you to bring five other men in your mind, women, when you're getting married. I want you to break it off. Forget that which is behind me. I bury it so I can press on towards what is before me. This is good stuff for you single people. I wish you would just listen because if you're single right now and you still have relationships that are all in your mind and soul ties in your mind, it's not too late. You can get those broken in your life before you get married because I don't want to bring in other, other, other stuff and other baggage and other things into my marriage, right? Amen? Maybe we have to go, hey, God, I just need you to cleanse my mind. Enemy, I need you just to leave. I need every thought I bury these thoughts. Uh, there's only one man for me. Men, you need to say, There's only one woman for me. Now, we make a choice, but after we get married, make that choice. We say, I do. They become the only one for me. There is no other person. It's not one and five other people in my mind any longer. I have to break that off. Listen, my husband is my one and only. He is my, like, hunk of burning love. He's like my hot and spicy Cheetos. He's like my amazing man. And I don't want anyone else. I don't need another man. I have my one man. Somebody at the church needs to hear this. Because although we're married, we have all these other experiences in our mind. Leave. Leave and cleave and break off and bury the other things. It's not too late to do it if you're married. Just begin to do that with the power of the Holy Spirit. He can bring freedom to you. not good? In Genesis, so now I wanna move. I need to move to, to get you guys to understand and really capture this message. Is it okay if we learn today? Is, is it okay, we're gonna, like in spiritual school today? In Genesis, I wanna go bring you back to Genesis. And the smoke is coming. If you don't like smoke, then you'll hate heaven because it's like they sang holy, holy, holy and all of a sudden, the doorposts of heaven shook. It must have been really loud. It's really bright and there's a lot of smoke. So if you don't like it, fearless, you will hate heaven. Come on. <laughs> that was a side note. Genesis 1:27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now we see that Adam is the first Adam, but have you heard the term that Christ is the second Adam? Now I'm, I'm gonna unpack this a little and I'm gonna talk about how that term, it actually applies to this is the great mystery. And we'll talk about that in a couple of moments. But let's just talk about Adam. So Adam means red clay or dirt. So we know the story. What God did is he took this red clay and he breathed life into this clay. And all of a sudden he was talking and he was moving and he was a living being. Adam possessed something that no other man in this room or woman possessed. He was different than everybody. He was like a different species. Even his children were like nothing like Adam because they they came about after the fall. So there was no one like Adam, right? He was a perfect man, ladies. He was perfect. He had perfect teeth, perfect eyes, perfect hair, and he had perfect feet. He had perfect muscles. I mean, get a vision. And so I was like, can I get, like, I wonder if there's a picture of Adam. Like, did somebody like, take a snapshot of Adam then and we could just see what he looked like? And you know what, guess what? I found a picture of Adam. He was so perfect. It was crazy. I was like, oh my gosh, he looks just like Fabio, but he's not Fabio. I don't know, this is Adam for you. So this is, yes, a perfect man has horse hair. He has horse hair. So, it's amazing. It's, we don't want anyone to stumble. You can take that off, please. So we got a perfect man, Fabio. That was the model in our time. I'm so old, I know. Does anyone remember Fabio, like the supermodel? <laughs> oh my goodness. No, no, no. Okay. But he was perfect. So he had woman, he had female inside of him. How crazy is that, man, if you had a female inside of you? So there's no other man like this. And he, he had a, a job to subdue and have dominion over the garden. So, so that's why you men are very occupational. And women are very relational. Adam had this occupation duty to, over the garden, over the animals. He named them. He computed them. He didn't have a computer to remember. It. He was just very intellectual. He never had to write it down. He didn't have a cell phone. He just remembered it all. He was amazing. And he had this duty over the garden. That's why you're very occupational. You get around men. Men get around men and they kind of talk about everything they do. And what do you do? And I don't know. What do you do? And I do CrossFit and I I climb up walls and I climb up ropes and I'm really cool and I, I, I brew beans and I I like, I love doing, you know, you, we like get all in, into what we do. And then girls, we're really relational. We talk about important stuff like decorating and baking and fashion, and, right? And we're really, we're really emotional, right? That's why a lot of us women uh, do watch The Bachelor. I have to say, I have to admit, as much as a waste of time that show is and how ridiculous that show is, We are emotionally, except, you know, Richard Hernandez does like it. I'm going to just put him on blast. (laughs) It's okay. He's super into it with me. I'm sorry. I know, honey, it's still such a weird show. I know it's a waste of time. I get it, honey. But I'm sorry. I'm just emotionally attached now. I'm just so, oh, JoJo is crying again this season. What's going on? Why did that guy hurt her? He didn't tell her. He loved her. Now he's going to get sent home. Good job, JoJo. Now you have three people, and who are you going to choose? Now she's bawling because she's in love with three people. And I'm just, I'm emotionally involved, right, women? We're enthralled in these emotional things. And then, this is why you uh, you have a hard time when there's something that happens in your job. When it comes to your occupation and what you do, when, when there's a hit that happens or you get fired or something, you get demoted, that's why it hits, takes a hit to your self-esteem. Because men, we are driven, our self-esteem is almost under this occupation. So, so Adam... Adam had a job in the garden, but he had no woman. Turn to your neighbor and say, he had no woman. He needs a woman. <laughs> so let's move to this scripture. Genesis 2, 18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper. Everyone shout helper. helper. Who is just right for him. Another version says a helper that is comparable to him. I feel like in this moment, Heaven got quiet. It really caught my attention because of everything that was good and great that he did and complete, there's something not good. And there was something incomplete. He created everything. Day one, he created day and night, and he said, It is good. The second day, he created space between the waters and heaven and the earth, and he said, It is good. On the third day, God separated the sea and land. The land grew vegetation, seed came forth, and he said, it is good light appeared on the fourth day separating the day and night made stars he positioned them in the sky and he said it is good on the fifth day he commanded fish and sea and birds in the air and then he said it is good on the sixth day he made man to have dominion and rule he said it is good and on the seventh day he rested and then it was like animals like hey hey, uh, hey, God, you forgot one thing. I, I need, I need a companion. I need, I need a helper, you know? And I could picture God be like, dude, I already just said it's good. Like, I mean, it's a little too late for you. Sorry. You can't, you can't have a helper now. Too bad. I already, I already rested. And then he's like, no, 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 I, I need a helper. I mean, I, I'm a companion to you, but I, I'm not like you. I mean, even though I'm made in your image, I'm not omnipresent. I'm not omniscient. I'm not, I'm not like you. I need a helper that's like me. And it's almost like God was in this moment. It's like, oh, well, we're going to have to make, like, another plan. Let's change the plan. This caught my attention. He changed the plan for Adam. He goes, we'll make you somebody else. So, so then all of a sudden, Adam laid down single, and he woke well up married. Talk about a short courtship, right? How many men would like that? You Go to sleep tonight. God, give me a woman. In the morning, you're married. Pressure's gone. Fear is gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. No pressure for Adam. Okay, uh, David, Turner, Sarah, we need you to come up. Can you give it up for them? They are majorly in love. They're engaged. They're going to get married, and they're going to uh, procreate, and they're going to have an awesome time. All right. I need you right here. I need you right here. Separate yourselves. You're burning with lust. No, kidding. Okay. So lay down. Adam, I'm going to call you Adam. He lay down single, and he woke up married. This is crazy. So then God said, I'm not going to take red clay and make a woman. Because remember, we talked about how Adam had female. no, 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 no. 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 Okay. Close your eyes. So he said, "I can't create it on new clay." So what I'm going to do is is I'm going to um, pull the woman from the ribs of Adam. And I won't do that because I can't do that. Obviously, you'd be bleeding. So we're going to pretend like so. And why did they? Why did God pull the woman from Adam's ribs? Because all men love ribs. Uh, if we were pulled from from his pits or from his sh- his feet, we would actually stink like onions, right, men? We would stink. So he pulled us from the rib, cause we're like, you know, y'all like who likes baby back ribs? Come on, men. That's why. That is the theology behind that right there. This is good teaching. Please don't write me a letter. That is that is good teaching. So then, he didn't pull five women, guys. He didn't pull three men. He just pulled what? One woman for that man, and all of a sudden, you know, he's kind of groggy from the operation, and keep your eyes closed, he's kind of groggy, and he, he, he's kind of just like, you know, he just went through this, and, and, and you know, and, and all of a sudden, he, 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 he began, you know, there's no sin in the garden, right? So, so there was no clothing at all, and so when Adam woke up, he said this. Whoa, man. I just need you to hug can you just please hug this took a lot of work (laughs) and that is Sarah that is Eve and they were one you know what this was just for your pure enjoyment. There's no deep spiritual thought to that moment right there, but I just wanted just to, to do that to David. And you get an Academy Award. That was very good performance. They were up all night performing. They were up practicing. He came out too soon, but it's okay. You're a really awesome actor. Okay, awesome. Give it up for them. Oh my gosh. It kind of killed it when Brandon came in a couple times with his bikini on, like, and we're like, wait, not yet. You know, it's supposed to be switched right when he opens his eyes, and y'all all all laugh. It's okay, it was funny. Okay, let's keep going. So Genesis, how many are learning? Y'all doing good? I'm actually getting towards the end. Actually, the keys come up, because we're gonna pray, do some things. Genesis 2.23 says this. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman. And this is what he said, whoa, man. And that's why they named her woman. (laughs) She will be called woman. That's a man with a womb. Woman, a man with a womb. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. So when I think, when a man thinks of loving her, when Adam thought of loving her, he thought of loving himself. Because something was taken from him, because uh, she was part of him. Men, when you actually embrace and hold your wife, uh, isn't that powerful? You actually uh, 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 become one. I'll unpack this. Let me talk about this more. When Jeremy hugs me and embraces me, he actually thinks of loving himself. Isn't that crazy? When he holds me, he thinks of loving himself. It says this in Genesis 24, two twenty-four. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Two are united into one. She was taking, something was taken out of him. He was missing something. So now when he holds her, now they're one. He's leaving and cleaving from his father, from his mother, from his past. And then they come together and, and they're embracing, right? They become complete. They become one. They're becoming like they were meant to be. They were becoming like they were before. Do you catch this? Just like Adam and Eve We're one. Now when you embrace and hold your wife, and you leave, and you cleave, and you come together, that's how the two can become one, just like Adam and Eve. This is depicted as something that is so holy to God. This is a creation miracle, that two can become one. Isn't that amazing? That's why you don't ever mess, guys, with a creation miracle. You can't mess with a creation miracle. That's why a man should not be with another man. And a woman should not be with another woman because that's not how God created this union to work. Oh, come on, anyone else agree with that? i have not created this union to work that way. I've created this to be complete when a man and woman come together. That's why he created sexual intimacy The world's obviously perverted it, but why did he create it? Because he's celebrating the creation miracle of two becoming one. He's going, now I want you to have sexual intimacy to to, to celebrate this miracle of these two people becoming one person. That's why you shouldn't go sleep around before you're married. Because you are becoming one with a stranger. You're becoming one with a person. You don't have any business of becoming one with until you're married. And right here, he's talking about worship, and then he talks about marriage, and then all of a sudden, we go back to Ephesians, and he talks about Christ and the church. Are you ready for this, church? Are you ready for this? Ephesians five thirty one through 32. He flips and he switches again the conversation. He goes, as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one this is a great mystery but it is an illustration of the way christ and the church are one oh i just want you to catch this today for some of you i just want you to really really hear me I, I, I just when we think this is all about marriage it's like god is stopping you and go wait actually this is the mystery the, the it has nothing to do with marriage it actually all has to do with something called christ and the church and this is when i I found out how christ is the second adam here's the great mystery is anyone ready the great mystery is this we think jesus came to the earth to teach preach feed and heal but he did not just come to the earth to teach preach heal and feed what he did is he went to the cross and when he went to the cross all of a sudden we know the soldiers took a spear and they shoved it where in his ribs and in that moment God stuck his hands inside the ribs of Jesus and he pulled out the church and he goes this is it here you and I This is it, this is the great mystery right here. Christ is the second Adam because just as the woman was pulled from the ribs of Adam, Christ is the second church. We are the second because all of a sudden the church in the moment when they put the spear in his ribs, it was God pulling out the church. He pulled out you and I and he said, just as Eve is the helper to Adam, you are going to be the helper to him because you are bringing his desires to pass on this earth. Oh, are you with me church all those that are hungry are you catching this this was so revelatory to me that Christ is a second Adam that because the first Adam uh, the first Adam inherited death but the second Adam conquered death the first Adam was a living being but the second Adam Jesus was a life-giving spirit and all of a sudden it talks about how, how, how this is why we need relationship A marriage needs relationship. We have to have relationship or it won't last. And God is going, I need relationship with my church. With you and I, we're the church. He goes, I need not just a contract. I signed it in blood and you're saved. But now I need relationship. He goes this, you were always in me before the beginning of the time. But it was the cross that pulled us out. That's why Christ is the second Adam, because we were pulled out of him. This is what Paul's saying is the great mystery. Are you following me today? Are you catching this today with me? I know it's a little bit something that you've never heard before, but just as the female was pulled out of Adam, he says, I want my bride not to be female and gender, but you're taking the position of being a female and that you are submitting to God in his Lordship as a woman would submit to her husband. Do you catch this thing? That's why there's such an attack on our marriages. Do you see? Wives, submit to your husband as unto the Lord because our marriage is an earthly dramatization of the church our marriage is a picture of Christ in the church and how they interact with one another so that's why there's an attack on your marriage because somebody may never come into fearless somebody may never come and see Christ maybe they'll never come to church but what they're gonna see is maybe a marriage. They're gonna see Jeremy and I interact and then they're gonna see a picture of how the church is interacting with Christ and the power and love that is between them and their relationship and they'll go, yes, I'm drawn to that, I want that. Yeah. Husband, that's why you should nourish and cherish your wife. Why? Because you're becoming Christ in the home. Wives, submit to your husband, because that's a picture of what the bride should be doing and submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Are you catching this this morning? If you're single, this is so good. Who would have thought? That's the great mystery that my marriage or my future marriage is a picture of the church and how the bride and how Christ interact the love. Isn't that so good? My marriage is a depiction and an example. So what we're gonna do today, I want you to stand to your feet. Did anyone learn anything today? I know this is a concept maybe you've never heard before. Let it just sink in. How powerful that is Is Christ pulled us out as the woman was pulled out of the man, he goes, this is what I'm doing for you today. And you know, I don't know, how many are married in this room? Yeah. Actually, can you come up with your spouse? We have a, a few minutes. Yeah, you can come up with your spouse, find him somewhere. TJ, you can come up with Chrissy. I want everyone to come up. Anyone else? You may not have your spouse with you, If she just couldn't be here, or your husband couldn't be here, why don't you just stand in the gap? You can come up too, if you're married. Mm. Such a sweet spirit in this place. I'm gonna actually impact this last thought. Is that okay with you? We have a couple minutes. Why did he talk about singing? I didn't know if I would get to this he starts with saying, singing psalms and spiritual hymns and, and all this among yourself and making music to the Lord in your hearts give thanks to everything for the, God, the Father and Lord Jesus Christ so it says worship ladies do you understand as being a bride the power of your words to a man we can make our man do anything come on we can make our man do anything if we want to right with the power of our words you know you know, honey, you are just, you're so muscular. Your muscles are just looking. You know, I have groceries, by the way, tons in the car. They're just like full, and I'm just exhausted. I'm like, honey, you are just, look at those muscles. This is awkward. This is (laughs) Dana. I'm a woman. (laughs) Look at those muscles. He's like, oh yeah, oh, uh, really? They're looking, looking. Oh yeah, honey, you are just you are just looking hot right now. I, I don't know. I mean, but, you know, I, I really need you to grab some some groceries from the car. Is that go, okay? oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you need me to get all of them? Okay, let me get more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, honey, can you, you know, I know you're so strong, honey. Can, can you actually open a bottle for me? I really need you to open the bottle. And They start opening every bottle in the pantry. They're like five bottles later. I'm like, no, just one bottle. He's like, look how hot. You know, we can make them do anything. Come home to us whenever we want. We just have to have that sweet baby talk voice. Honey, he drops all his meetings to come home with you. Yep. Oh, those meetings weren't really that important. I'll get home to you, right? What he's saying is you have an ability when you sing to the Lord to get him to come whenever you need him. Isn't that awesome? As the bride of Christ, when you begin to worship, you have an ability wow. to cause him to run wow. to your beck and call, to whatever you need, to wherever you're at. As you begin to give him not just not just dancing, but really the heart with your words, the powerful words when you really mean it. Actually, let us do that. As we do that, as the bride of Christ, this is what he longs for, is the powerful words from his children. In that moment, he goes, I'll come right there. Isn't that good? Let's just lift up our hands. Thank you for listening. If you have something that you need prayer for, we would love to pray for you. Visit fearlessla.com slash fearless TV to fill out a prayer request or find more information about Fearless Church.